Praise the Lord. God bless you. We are going to have Bible study and I'm going to share with you. I'm at the eighth, uh, the eighth, uh, course of, of the series on ACEs, deliverance from ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. There's one more after we have this Bible discussion on tonight and it's just one more to follow and then we will begin another series. But this is Dr. Dora Nickel Manning. I am here with you for Bible study. And I am going to begin in prayer. Father, I just thank and praise you and give you honor and glory for who you are. I thank you for all things great and small. Thank you for another day, this time that we are able to come here. And we're able to lift up your name by studying by your word so that we, Father God, can rightly divide the word of truth. Let those who have an ear to hear, Father God, let it do something for them. Let it enhance them. Let it be an impartation that will help them. Father, that will set them free in the name of Jesus from what the enemy tries to hold them back from doing. Let this message set them free. We look for deliverance and healing because we know that you are Jehovah Rophah, our healer. And Father, we thank you for we know with you all things are possible. So be with us in, in, as we go through this Bible study uh, lesson on tonight. Give us understanding and clarity of thought. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. God bless you all. Come on, let's go into the word of God. Deliverance is important. Once you receive salvation, it's so important that you understand that you work out your soul salvation and you look to God to deliver you from anything that holds you back from being better at uh, living this life, anything that holds you back, that keeps you in bondage where and you feel bound in your spirit where you're not at liberty to uh, enjoy life and enjoy the blessings that God bestows upon you. And a lot of times that's because we have been shackled by the enemy's tactics and he has bound us by fear. He has bound us by what has happened to us or things that we had no control over that may have been traumatic or harmful to us. And he'll try to keep us in a box. He'll try to keep us restrained where we will not develop and grow into being all of what God wants us to be. So that's the whole purpose of being delivered and set free. Some people need to be delivered from um, their uh, traumatic experiences. And I'm not going to say that this is easy. It's not something that for some people, it may very well happen overnight. For some, some others, it may take some time. And whatever process that God is going to bring you through, I just encourage you to go through it and let God work on you. Trust, trust the journey that God is going to set you free, that God's going to do what you're asking. If you want to be healed, he'll heal you. You want to be set free, he will set you free. But sometimes it takes, um, people, you know, according to, um, their, um, their willingness, according to their understanding, according to them seeking wisdom, all of those things work on how fast or how slow something may happen. And it's no right or wrong in the process for those of us who have gotten to a place in life where you say, for instance, well, I remember when I was on drugs or alcohol, but God set me free and I can look back over my life and I've been free from drugs and alcohol 20 years now. Okay, thank God. And you just, we give God glory and honor for that. We ask that God he helps us to get through another day so that we can increase upon those years of deliverance. But those of us who have gotten to a place of deliverance from something, it's not for us to look back on somebody, whatever their experience is, and make them feel bad because maybe they're not doing it as fast or maybe they're not, 
you know, um, taking on uh, uh, the 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 uh, challenges that come before them to get their deliverance. And maybe they may have a relapse or maybe they feel like, you know, today I just want to cry today. I just want to, you know, I'm at mad. I'm angry. And I just we have to be patient. We have to empathize and we have to be patient one with another. And sometimes, you know, and being patient one with another, we have to sometimes give ourselves to um, detach from a situation so that we can give ourselves the time to seek God so that he can show us how to help another brother or another sister. Because sometimes people throw things on you and then they expect for you to act a certain way and they haven't given you the opportunity to synthesize they haven't given you the opportunity to put your thoughts together. And the thing is, we have to simply be patient. We don't get at a person or get upset with a person because they don't see us where we're at. They, you know, sometimes some people are here and somebody may be here. They're not there yet. And sometimes you, it's not a thing that I, I never think that you should come down to somebody's level, but rather you should, you, you should extend yourself to pull them up. And the way we pull one another up is that we support one another. You may say to someone very, very well, listen, I may not get you right now, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to talk to you or whatever. Give me a moment. Give me a moment. Give, give me a minute just to process how I can better help you. Give me a, a moment to process what I need to do for myself so that I don't lead you in the wrong direction or so that I don't say the wrong thing. But sometimes people want us to boom have a, a, an expedient response. They don't want to give you the time to think things through. And any person, any person who's helping someone else along the way, you should always, you should always tell them, give me a moment to get back to you. Give me time to think about it because that's showing that you have more respect for that person than just answering them within a split second without having any type of you know, um, time to say, let me see what would be the best response or what would be the best way that I can respond to you so that whatever way you leave my presence, I leave you in good standing. And sometimes it doesn't happen that way either. And you have to go back. And sometimes some, some of us are quick to say something or whatever. It's okay. You can always go back and you can always say, listen, let, let's, let's retract and let's have a conversation. Let's discuss this because, you know, once again, we want to be in good standing one with another. We don't want to ever have it where, and, oh, I left my, bro my brother, my sister, or I dropped them. And I'm talking about people who are um, on a path. They're on a journey and they're working out their soul salvation. And those of us who are in that same space and we're, we're, we're working on that same goal of reaching toward the mark or pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. We're looking to, to make heaven our home. We're looking to help one another along the way where we have that same like mind. You see, when you have the same like mind as you're not going to want to see your brother down. You're not going to want to see your sister down. When you have people that conflict with you is because they have a way, something is, they have a wayward think, wayward thinking. They're not, um, steadfast in what they, what they're trying to discover out for themselves. And that's why you can't see eye to eye. And that's when some, sometimes, you know, you can take on too much more than you can bear. And the best thing is to say, let that person uh, find help where they need it or leave that person where they can find help maybe from somebody else. Because you don't ever want to get into a situation where and you're helping someone so much that it's putting a strain and it's putting a stress on you. 
Because when you, when a person looks, first of all, a person has to respect you in that manner and see you in that light. And, and they'll receive what you have to say. Um, I'm just sharing an example, um, just, just, just to put it out there, not giving any names. Um, but just this week, um, I had a friend that is in the process of um, taking care of his ministry, moving forward and doing things in his ministry. And just in conversation, he asked me something. I gave him some advice and some wisdom. And I said, okay, so, you know, just check this out and see if that process, you know, would better fit and work for you. It was the very next day that person texted me and said, listen, I did what you said, do. I followed suit. I got ABC one, two, three done. I spoke to who you told me to speak to. And I was blessed in my spirit because that person respected and honored the wisdom I had in that particular area of, 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 um, I would say area of, of experience. And that person took that, honed it, listened to the information, moved on it right away and is in the process of getting closer to their goal. And that blessed me in return. You understand what I'm saying to you? This is what we do one for another. You know, someone may not be where you're at, but if I can help you and if you listen to help, you're not just you're not just getting information. But when you follow suit on that information and then you come back, it then blesses me in return. And now I'm even stronger and I'm even more, more, more suited up to help somebody else. You should understand what I'm saying to you. So we got to recognize when we're helping people, if it's not received, you got to let it go. Remember what Jesus said, you go to certain places when he was training the disciples, if they don't want to listen to what you have to say, you have to shake the dust off your feet and you have to move on because people will drain the life out of you. And you trying to figure out what did I say? What did I do? Why did you're going to cause yourself to lose focus on who God has assigned to you that will adhere to what you have to say, who will always honor and respect. God bless you, my sister Lori. Yes, God bless you, brother Greg. That will honor what you say and they will put it into perspective and they will use it. And that way, you, your virtue is returned to you. I don't like when people say, oh, well, it's a thankless job, this, that, and the other. Yeah, we... So going into ministry, we know a lot of times you're not going to be thankful. If you can recall the story of the 10 leopards, only one came back and asked, told Jesus, thank you for my healing. OK, so that's understood. But I'm talking about for those of us who say I'm in a place of maturity. I'm in a place where I'm growing. I'm in a place where I, uh, I want to go from the next level to the next level. You glean from other people. You don't, you don't use people as stepping stools, but you glean from them. You respect them. You honor them. You, you, you like what they have to offer you. And it's a blessing to both you and it's a blessing to them. And this is how we keep ourselves rolling forward. This is how we become successful individually and collectively. So I just wanted to share that with you all because deliverance is a process. And a lot of people who are looking for um, their deliverance, they have to understand how it works. You have to be willing. You have to be teachable. You have to be, you, you, you do. If, if you're saying, listen, I, I'm, I'm tired of, you know, being in a situation of abuse and you've gone through checking yourself what happened. I seen things when I was younger. Maybe you saw a violent relationship between your parents, guardians, 
Maybe you experienced some type of traumatic experiences with um, people around you and their relationships. And so you decided you want to get into a relationship, but for whatever reason, you keep sabotaging it. You keep doing neglectful things, abusive things, this and the other. The thing is, in order for me to say I need deliverance or want to change, I have to acknowledge that I am acting in a way that is abusive. You have to acknowledge it. Then you have to acknowledge the fact, guess what? As much as I tried on my own, I can't do it by myself. I need help. And this is how we honor God. God, I need your help. And God will speak to you and God will show you. God will direct you and put you in places where people will also assist you and help you. But you have to be willing to receive the help. You have to be willing to have an ear to hear what the person is saying. Because it, it, if, if not, it's a waste of time. And you're going to keep being frustrated and you're going to find yourself in the same twisted, topsy-turvy situations. So we don't want to be like that. We want to and see I'm sharing all this with you because the enemy, he tries to get us locked up in our minds. And we'll be thinking, well, I'm successful. I can do this and I can do that and I can go away. But all my, you know, my, you know, self and ego, I, I got it. I got it. And in all actuality, you don't have it. You don't have it. None of us will arrive until we make heaven our home. That's just until we meet our maker. We, 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 if you think that you got it and you know all, you're always going to be crashing in walls. People will smile in your face and talk behind your back. People will act like, Oh, you're the greatest. Oh, I love such and such, this, that, and the other. Oh, you know, you could do this and you could do that. But at the end of the day, when you turn your back, oh, she all over the place. She crazy. He, 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 oh my goodness. He's just horrible to work with. He just says anything and they won't be honest with you. They'll just smile on your face and just, you know, keep feeding the fuel to, to, you know, to whatever the nonsense that you're trying to work out instead of truth being truthful and help you, help you. That's why it's important to be around men and women of God. That's going to be there to be a help to you. Not to criticize you, to put you down, but to give you advice that's going to bring you forward, to help you to reach where you want to go. All of this has to deal with deliverance. And if we keep our minds in a place to be teachable, we will always give ourselves opportunities for doors to be open to us, because then this way we will be able to 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 to, to realize that, listen, I am a, a work in process. Okay. I, yeah, we, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength, but we got to remember too that we got to work with people. We got to deal with people. We have to be honest with ourselves. And sometimes we have to make sure that we are not hurting people who are trying to help us. That we're along the way where we're at, whatever the process is where we're trying to go. We're not stepping on, on people. We're not hurting people because we have so much pride in who we think we are. Because pride cometh before fall. Because that when you operate in that manner, you set yourself up for failure. Okay, let us go to the scriptures. I am talking about deliverance. We are still on the topic in our series, Deliverance from Adverse Childhood Experiences. In the... Uh, in the uh, top title of the broadcast, I did put the link. It says January, but it's okay. That link you can still use if you would like to sign up to receive the beginning um, portions of this series, Deliverance from and Healing from uh, child, Adverse Childhood Experiences. You just have to sign up and you automatically for free will be 
able to access the Bible studies and the lessons and other great free materials to help you on your pro, uh, on your, uh, on your way as you are studying the word of God and as you are going through the process and seeking what God has for you. So those things are available to you to put into your spiritual um, toolkit so that you can move and develop in a great way. First John four and four, first John four and four. You dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There is one who is greater. And yes, when you allow for him into your life, you are allowing for him to help you to overcome. Once again, deliverance is overcoming whatever tactics that the enemy tried to place on your life whether it was from childhood, teenager, whatever it has. And now you see yourself as an adult. I want you to know that God has given you to be, giving you the ability to overcome these things because if when you allow him on the inside of you, you are an overcomer and he will show you the process that you need to take. And I'll say this, some of us, we get, we, we get zealous and we're just like, okay, I found something that's going to help me along the way. And we feel like we got to rush into this thing and this take your time and let God work on you. He makes all things beautiful in his time. Okay. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Don't say, you know, I, I used to hear people say, Oh, such and such was a great man of God. God, he went to a service. God healed him instantly. And that's that was his testimony. That's not your testimony. That's not your process. Maybe God needs you to keep, you know, in a place where you come back maybe and meet up in a group or a forum to talk or to present your situations so that you can hear yourself and so that you can get feedback on how to help yourself. Everybody's process is different. So don't compare yourself to a great man of God that lived here 50, 60, 70 years ago. That was his story. That was his time. That's how God moved in his life. Say, Lord, how are you going to move in my life? Show me the steps that I need to take in my life to better myself. Because he has given us the ability to overcome. That's what deliverance is all about, is overcoming what the enemy tries to place on your life. Because the one who is greater, the one who is greater, is greater than anyone or anything in this world. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Galatians 5 and 1. Galatians 5 and 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Then and do not. Let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Let me tell you something. If God delivered you, and I'm going to say my challenge, I used to be 260 pounds. I used to be 200. Yes, I was 260 pounds. I was carrying, I was carrying two toddlers around with me that through my excess weight, the size of two little toddlers I was carrying around. And I remember I went to God and I said, Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to carry this with me this week. It was making me sick. It was causing health problems. Lord, help me this, that, and the other, this, that, and the other. God showed me where to go, showed me who to speak to, who to talk to, and the weight came off. Now, it took some time to get that weight off. It took some time to put it on, and it took some time to take it off. But when it came off, the enemy tried to say, Ooh, now you can eat whatever you want because now you lost weight. And da, 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 da. Again, don't don't allow for that yoke to come upon you again. Don't don't allow for the enemy to trick you up again. And then you back in that same stupor. So not only did I ask God for deliverance to help me to get the pounds off the weight off, 
I said, Lord, help me to keep my mind straight to do what's right. This is the body. This is your temple. Help me. Show me what I need to do to keep my body in good standing and good health. Because your word says that you desire for us to prosper and, and be in good health as our soul prospers. So, Lord, help me not just to lose the weight, but help me and show me what I need to do to keep it off. See, because God doesn't want to set you free. And then you go back to that same type of bondage. You go back to the yoke of slavery. Mm-mm. Whom he sets free, you are free indeed. You got to stand firm, stand firm and, and be confident in that God has delivered you. Somebody say, oh, you know, uh, God, God delivered me from an abusive situation. And yeah, my uh, baby daddy, he's still around. He be calling me. But you got to stand firm. You know, God delivered me. It was an abusive situation. That's very well and good. He may have, you know, things worked out this and the other. But if I keep seeing these signs that he keeps doing these things to hurt me, I can't go back and yoke myself up and be in bondage again. Where and now I'm in another a, a relationship and the same thing keeps happening to me over and over and over again. Nope, 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 nope. That's not how God works. When he sets you free, you are free. You got to stand firm. And your deliverance. Okay. James 4 and 7. James 4 and 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Let me tell you something. If you have been delivered from alcohol and you know that God set you free and you got a testimony. Look, I haven't been drinking. I've been free from alcohol. It's been a year. It's been two years. Somebody said, look, oh, we having a barbecue. We serving this. We serving that. Bring your red cup. Maybe that party not for you. And I know it may sound good. They may have some good barbecue chicken. They may have some good music, but that alcohol is going to be around. And you got to be able to resist the devil. Don't go where temptation of what has lured you in and what God has set you free from. It tries to lure you back in to set you up. To tempt you. Don't do that. It tells us in the word. James 4 and 7. Submit yourselves into God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Don't go to places. Don't be in situations. Where it's going. The, the, what you have been delivered from. Is constantly pushing at you. Let me say this to you. Uh, because abuse is very. Uh, uh, is touchy. And everybody's story is different. I know. I have some stories of people who say. Look. Um, I forgave my abuser. My Abuser asks for forgiveness and we have a, a good relationship. I talk on the phone, say hello to this. That, listen, if that is what, then so be it. But we got to be careful and we got to make sure once again that it's the leading of the Holy Spirit and not us and our flesh because we can get caught back into the that spider's web again and be caught in a situation where and we're bound and we're not set free. So it's very important that you understand that when we resist the devil, we resist his tactics, then he flees because we're saying, I'm not going in that area anymore. I'm not dealing with that anymore. Oh, no, I'm not. Uh, nope. Nope. This person has been abused. I forgive them. They were abusive to me, but I just don't want you don't have to. No one said the word didn't say you have to stay in a person's face to show that you have forgiven them. That's no. I don't know why people make some, some things up. Forgiveness is for you so that you can be set free so that you are not bound. But that does not, and you can very well, when you see that person, hey, hello, how you doing? And let them go about their business. You don't have to have them over your house. You don't have them sitting at your table, but you have forgiven them. You have, because some people, 
They will put you in a place to feel, to be manipulated and lured back in. And before you know it, you fall and pray to that same situation that caused you harm or trauma. You have to be careful. Like I said before, everybody's situation is different, but you have to know what is best for you. And the only way to do that is to pray and be led by the divine spirit. Last uh, <clears throat> verse for tonight. Excuse me. A little part here. Psalms 32, 7. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with the songs of deliverance. Always have your safe place. What is your safe place? Your safe place can very well be your um, church, your sanctuary, where you worship God. It can be a place where you um, fellowship with people who have the same like-mindedness. Your safe place can be uh, um, Alcoholic Anonymous. Your safe place can be a place where people come together who may have experienced different types of abuse. And it's a forum where they talk about it. Whatever your safe place is, go there, find it. Your safe place may be your prayer closet. Wherever your safe place is, know that God is going to protect you. He's going to surround you with songs of deliverance. Singing is so therapeutic to the mind. Music is so therapeutic to the mind. And that's why I like this particular song because it says, surround me with songs of deliverance. Always put your praise and worship music on. Always put inspirational music on. Music does something to the uh, way the synapses and the neurons react in your brain. And it makes connections and it pulls things to bring you to a place of happiness and joy. So that's why it's important. We pray, we meditate, and then get up and sing a song. Get up and go. I don't like missing service where I cannot go into a worship. When there's worship and it's a worship team, and I I feel like I miss a portion of something that is substantial for my soul when I'm not able to participate in that. Because the music and the songs, it does something to your spirit into your mind to assist you and to a help to help you to become better and to find your place where you are protected from trouble and it will surround you and you will feel and you will acknowledge the progress that you've made through the deliverance that God has given you. I remember the story of a, a little boy who was kidnapped, which I know is very traumatic. And he kept singing the song, every praise is to our God. And they had him in the back of the car and he kept saying, every praise is to our God, every word of worship and one accord, every praise. He wouldn't stop singing it. It frustrated the kidnappers so much that they kicked the little boy out of the car and the little boy was somehow rescued and returned back to his, his parent. Let me tell you something. I got goosebumps just telling that story because we serve a mighty God. And see, God is practical. He meets us where we need to be met. See, people be looking for all of this hocus pocus stuff like, oh, in the name of Jesus, boom, let me blow on you. Let me take a, a blanket and wave it on you. It, it don't take all of that. Look, just a simple song got that little boy rescued where it frustrated those kidnappers where they didn't want to kidnap him no more. They put him out of the car. Thanks be unto God, he was rescued and say, these things work. They really do work. But we got to find ourselves in a place where you feel weak in your spirit. Because uh, the whole point of today's message, okay, God, because we talked about how 
finding places. We talked about the building blocks. We talked about acknowledging. Now I want you to find the place of understanding that deliverance. And I want you to stay in a place of deliverance and being set free. I want you to stay there so that you can continue to develop and grow. And so that you can continue to really enjoy the blessings that God has in store for you. But you have to understand these things. You have to, and all things, let us get understanding. So now that I understand, I found my, and don't be ashamed of your safe place. Don't be ashamed. Whatever that safe place is, like I said, your prayer closet, it could be Alcoholic Anonymous. It can abuse, it could be an abuser's helpline. Whatever that safe place is, get there, go to it, go to it. And then when you come out of your session, when you come out of your conversation, when you come out of that forum, find you a thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God has done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. See, because when you sing songs like that, it brings back recall. Yep. I remember when I was in bondage and when I wouldn't leave my house because I was afraid people was going to laugh and talk about me because I was ashamed because I was dealing with with abuse. But I'm out. I I just finished talking in front of a group of of people. That's a blessing. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Oh, I got up this morning. morning. I combed my hair. I washed my face and I put on a nice shirt. I put on a nice pair of pants before I couldn't do that because I was depressed and I was in my bed and I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to even look at myself in the mirror. Today, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. So you got to count these blessings. See what God has done. Because what you're doing, you're building up your stamina. You're building up your spirit, man. You're transforming and you're renewing your mind so that you can get to that threshold of supernatural blessings where you can get to that place where you can say, I'm living life abundantly. Don't let the enemy for one minute make you think that these things are not possible. They are possible. Yes. Once again, adverse childhood experiences. But God can deliver. He said he can deliver us out of all of it. He can. He, he didn't say some. God said in his word, he can deliver us out of all of it. All of it. He can deliver us out of everyone. Everything that we feel that has been, that has caused damage or trauma or has caused for us to feel bad about ourselves. God can deliver us from it. And you, you remember these scriptures on tonight about deliverance. He's my hiding place. He will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Save by his power divine. Save with new life sublime. Hallelujah. I'm saved. I'm saved. God has set me free. Honor those accomplish, accomplishments. And another thing, closing out tonight. I celebrate. Let me tell you something. I remember my father. He used to it, he used to buy cakes, and no matter when he bought the cake, he would have the baker write on there just because. And it, it and it was he would bring a cake home just because it was a just because cake, and we would celebrate just to celebrate, just because. Celebrate because God has been good to you. Celebrate. Look at where you're at now. You where you're at now. You are way farther than what you used to be. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. Get excited about it. Once again, these things that happen to us that we had no control over, they do not dictate to us who we are. 
God always has greater and he always has better for his children. All of it is working together for his good. Take your time. Do what you need to do. Acknowledge the fact that you're going to have to put some work. Deliverance takes work. You got to put some time in. You got to put some time in. And when you put that time in to get your deliverance, to get your breakthrough, make sure you celebrate. Honor God. Love yourself. Be happy for you. And the rest, he will make sure everything will follow suit. And you'll see that you'll live your life going from glory to glory to glory. I hope I shared something with you on tonight that blessed your soul. One more series on childhood, adverse childhood experiences, getting your healing and deliverance from adverse childhood experience. We have one more the next time I get online to speak with you and have Bible study with you. But so far, I hope that I have helped you in some way, form or fashion. Go back to those scriptures, read them for yourself. Let God speak to you, whatever help you need. If you need therapy or counseling, do not, do not hold yourself back. It's nothing wrong with it. I just advise you to find someone who is a believer who knows the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is led by the divine spirit that will help you and that will give you spiritual tools as well as things to help you mentally to get through what you need to get through. But whatever you do, don't give up on yourself because God has not given up on you. Until we meet or speak again, may the blessing of the Lord continue to make you rich, adding no sorrow to it. God bless you. Love you and have a good night.